You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host, Nilin. This is a show where we talk about all things real estate, home staging, and selling your home to live and to sell. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 122. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Home Staging Show. So today on the show, I have our brand redesigner, Louise O'Kane of Lula Creates. So Louise is a branding pro and graphic designer at Lula Creates, and she works with female founders and small business owners to create standout and holler-worthy brand identity and marketing graphics so that they feel 100% confident in their brand. I actually met Louise through my photography mentor, Natasha, who we actually talk about on the interview for a minute. It was a really interesting process, actually, to have your brand refresh because you have to share about your ideology of your brand, like what your company is about, but also to talk about who your ideal audience is and what are some of the really important brand values that you want to reflect through your logo, through your brand, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought it would be an interesting conversation, especially I get a lot of questions about marketing. A lot of home stagers who are new to the marketplace are kind of like, well, should I have a brand designer to design my brand? So to be honest, I wanted to share my own experience with it. So I thought it would be really interesting to bring Louise onto the show. For me, I've been wanting to do a brand refresh for a while now for Sage More, especially after SageCon. I feel like Sage More now offers quite a few different things. Like we have a whole range of courses now. We have our International Home Staging Awards. We have our SageCon every year now. And then also we have the Home Staging Show podcast. And so all these different things kind of feel a little bit separate from each other. And also because we DIY everything ourselves on Canva, things just look like they kind of don't relate to each other or they are sort of relating to each other. So there's many different colors in the overall color palette. There's different fonts and stuff. So I just think that when you're in the beginning phase of your business, you start in the establishing mode, it is totally fine to DIY your brand because you just need something that works and that looks professional enough to put on your business card and your website. But as you grow a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, there comes to a point when I think it's time to really feel more to pull together and also more professional as well in your brand and in your presentation. And I feel like after SageCon, we had such a success. I mean, SageCon was really the first virtual conference for home stagers internationally. I mean, we got people tuning in not only from the States, from Canada, from Australia, but also South America, Europe as well. So it was a really international conference and it was really never been done before. And we got a thousand home stagers to register. So I thought after SagerCon, we kind of hit a certain point in our milestones. And I felt like it was time to really take that leap just so that moving forward, it feels more the whole brand just feels fresher. But also I was going through a lot in my personal life in the sense that I was living in the UK, we were in lockdown. So I just want a refreshment of everything after SagerCon. And speaking of SagerCon, we are doing a SagerCon retreat the last weekend of this month. So it's going to be on the 27th and 28th of February. It's a Saturday and Sunday. So make sure you sign yourself for that. You can just go to stagercon.com to sign up, or you can go to our show notes. So you can go to stagermore.com slash podcast and click on the episode to find the link to register. For this SagerCon retreat edition, I want it to be a little bit more intimate experience. So you're actually going to meet all of our staff members at Stage for More. So as I mentioned in previous podcast episode, 
Last quarter, I hired three additional new team members to really help us service everyone in our community, but also service our students first and foremost. Because I think it's really important to have a more hands-on experience with your home staging education, especially when we have our accelerator program now that is all access, and then it's a twelve-month coaching program with accountability built in and a personalized action plan. So I really need people to help me to support to make sure the vision comes through. So that in SagerCon retreat, you're actually going to meet all three of our team members. You're going to meet Kendall, our project manager, in the intros. You're going to meet John, our student coach. He's going to be teaching about logistics and workflow for your home staging business. It's amazing he was able to run a seven-figure home staging business on the operation just with Excel spreadsheets. I mean, that is freaking impressive. And then Courtney, our marketing coordinator is going to teach you guys about social media and how to engage with people, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to teach two sessions, one on inventory, so how to buy retail and how to buy wholesale. And then the other one's going to be on your pricing and pricing proposal. And as usual, it's all going to be free to attend and you're going to have 20 hours to watch a replay. So it's really important for you to sign up so we can email you the reminders and also email you where the replay lives. So make sure you sign up so we can get all the details to you through email. And for today's episode, I also started experimenting with recording our interviews live in our private Facebook group, The Home Staging Show. If you want to join us for these future live recordings, just go to Facebook and search for the Home Staging Show. Uh, it should pop up as a public group and just answer the membership questions and we'll approve you to join. Yeah, so definitely join us in the group and feel free to comment on the show notes with any questions or any concerns you may have or any topic suggestions you want to hear about in the future podcast. And lastly, do me a huge favor if you're a fan of the show definitely write a review on iTunes because it's going to help us be found by other people in the world so that we can keep pushing the podcast and then show people what home staging is about and get them educated as well. All right, so let's start the show. Hi, it's Allison, part of the podcast team for the Home Staging Show. All of the images referenced in the show will be shown on the show notes, or you can find the original interview video in the Home Staging Show Facebook group. Hi guys, it's Cindy. So we're experimenting this week about recording our podcast episodes live. And so today we have Louise on our show. She's actually our brand designer. And I thought it would be really nice to talk about brand refreshing and what exactly is a brand because A lot of times people ask, they're not sure what it is. So I thought it would be perfect for Louise to come on and talk about the process of how she works on a brand to give you a more perspective why it's so important in building your business. So hi, Louise. Hello. How are you doing? All right. Good. It's so good to see you. This is weird. We never actually met in person. We just kind of met on the internet. Yeah, we've done lots of Zoom calls, haven't we? But thanks for having me on. Yeah, so before we start it, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, all that good stuff? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am a graphic designer and branding designer for primarily kind of female founders, small business, something I've been doing for like 10 years on and off, kind of it's something that I think I was kind of born to do. So I run Lula Creates, basically, 
And how long have you had your business? How did you get into brand designing? It's kind of one of those things, like I said, it was, it's one of those things I feel like I was always destined to do. So whatever job I had when I was younger, it always ended up me making things look good. I kind of worked making presentations or whatever, and it was always like, they always just looked beautiful. In the end, I went off to do a graphic design degree. As quite often happens when you end your degree, like I was like, oh no, I've had enough of that. Went off to work for like an events agency and then ended up again, like, doing the look of everything. So it was like, okay, okay, this definitely needs to be my thing. It's kind of a long story, but when the kids were young, I set up a business, a product-based business, designing clocks and stuff with little characters on, which were really cool, did really well. But I started to get more and more inquiries from people wanting me to design their brands or do some marketing materials for them, that kind of thing. So yeah, it just, it's one of those, like as business does, kind of diversifies and you chop and change until you kind of find that thing that is like the thing that you absolutely adore doing, which is what I'm doing now. That's amazing. For people who are not familiar with the concept, so what exactly is a brand and why is it so important in running a business? So a brand, like immediately everyone thinks logo for a brand, which is an important part of of a brand because it's kind of your badge it's your identifier but a brand is the whole thing the ethos of your business what your mission as a business is what your values are it's kind of that whole picture it's so important to get that kind of brand in your head and know what you stand for so that you can kind of communicate in everything that you do so that's basically it in a nutshell it it kind of summarizes everything about your business rather than just how it looks. Yeah, no, I think that's important. And so for a lot of people, they're just starting out their business. They don't have a lot of budget usually. So if they mm-hmm. want to do it themselves, what are some of the things that they can do to really pull that brand identity together? I think the ultimate aim is, like you did, to eventually plan on having a brand done. But in the interim, I would say, don't go crazy on trying to design your own logo maybe choose a really really nice font put your business name in a really nice font choose yourself a color palette stick to the color palette especially in your industry like the interiors industry i would say pick a color palette that really reflects your style and stick to it basically list yourself have a little note on your computer or something of the all these colors and the color codes like you get a little hashtag you'll know it's the web color have that make use of canva which is a great tool for creating social media posts and always just stick to those. Don't keep switching up your logo. If you've picked this font and whatnot, just stick with it and use that until you get to a point where you feel like you could hire a brand designer to kind of pull it all together for you. But at least you've got that kind of solid foundation. Yeah, no, I agree with that a lot. Brand identity is also kind of like a personality as well. You know, there's things that you want to convey through the brand. Yeah, definitely. Because you do make a judgment as soon as you land on somebody's Instagram page or whatever, you, you, you quickly make a judgment about who they are. And it's quite interesting because I'll do it sometimes. And then when I end up speaking to the person on the phone, they're not what came across. So it is so, so important to, yeah, I think your personality, if you're bright and you're energetic and whatever, maybe make it the bright palette or that kind of thing. So... Yeah, so I think that's one really interesting feedback I got for a brand refresh. Some of my friends is like, do you really need one? I don't think you need to spend the money. 
and then they saw the result of it. They really like it. And actually, everybody told me that this feels more like you. Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting feedback because obviously you were able to capture my personality and then put yeah. it onto the brand. I think the funny thing is it's my business, right? So it's a kind of extension of me as well. The way we yeah. run business is kind of how I am personally, like very direct and stuff. So how are you able to capture that personality of the brand and also translate it onto the thing that we can actually The way I do it when I'm working with somebody is I will sit down and talk to them over Zoom or whatever. I, I kind of try and get in there like I did with you and it was, you talked about your photography and the other things, the other hobbies that you have. And I was able to kind of build this whole picture of you and your interior style and everything. And that's what I kind of, love to do is get into the to who that the real person is and like you say lo, so many brands now have this person behind them that especially the kind of brands that I'm working with their personal brands it's all built around them and what this business owner loves doing so that's kind of the approach I take is just to really really drill down and get to know that person I'm working with and I think with yours it was it was like once we did that and we realized actually you needed more color, like you needed to inject more of your your interior style into it and, and that kind of thing. And that's kind of how we ended up where we were. I think the thing is we're really open as well because remember at one point I was like, I think this is a little bit too bland. I need more colors. And we went super saturated yeah. color. And then you kind of show me, yeah, Cindy, I don't think it works. I'm like, yeah, actually you're right. I don't think it works at all. And then yeah. so we to what we have now. Because I think that's also the tricky thing is a little bit like us doing design work that client says one thing, but they actually don't know what exactly they want until they mm. see it visually. Yeah. So how do you deal with that as a designer? How do you really figure out what works for the yeah, client? Yeah, it's tricky. I do always encourage anybody who is thinking of setting up a brand or has approached me for a brand just to start building a, mil- a mood board basically of ideas things that they see that they're really drawn to other brands they don't need to be in the same business but their kind of image their ethos and everything else kind of aligns with them so I always get people to do that so then I can start to build a picture of where I think they're gonna go obviously they're talking it through and I'll normally kind of put forward some other alternative ideas and whatnot yeah I mean I tend to kind of go with a series of ideas that are slightly varied and so at that first stage of designing they can kind of go oh I don't actually that doesn't feel like me at all but this one does and we and we kind of refine it that way there's always a little bit of toing and froing but I think the key is just drilling down right at the beginning into who they are what they like what they're drawn to what Instagram accounts do they love to go to because that's normally quite reflective of who they are as a person yeah, I think one of the things was for me, because I've been hodgepodge my brand forever. You know, I made my first logo on like Microsoft Word, which is all text based, and then, you know, Canva and all this stuff. But it just never really feel very cohesive, especially like when running this school, we got SagerCon, we got the podcast, we got the national awards. So it all feels like their own thing in a way. It doesn't really feel like our overall, like it's not like, cohesive really because it just feels like it's individual production and that's why I just thought well I think it's time for us to actually invest in refreshing the brand and so how does someone know how does a business owner know that it's time for them to refresh their brand so I think I was saying to this to someone this morning 
were to somebody was to say to you like your dream client came and said oh, can I have a link to your Instagram and your heart sank or like can I have a link to your website and your heart sank or you kind of go well yeah 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 you can but it needs a bit of a refresh or it doesn't really reflect do you, do you know what I mean it's that kind of at that point it's worth getting someone in to kind of look it over or just to go in and, and make it a bit more cohesive make sure it totally reflects you I always say to anyone that I'm working with what I want is to end up with you at a point where somebody says can you point me to your website you just you want you want them to go there you're like yeah absolutely go to my website have a look you totally get what I'm about and that's the kind of confidence that I want people to have when I've branded them up that was one of the things that we were really looking at I wanted something that was very recognizable in a way it doesn't feel like its own separate entity and it's very cohesive and also longevity as well because I think if you're going to invest in refreshing a brand, it's important to have it, to have legs, really, you know, to, to yeah. last a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's really important always when you're thinking about branding is to think about where you're going to be, where you're heading. I mean, it might change. We all switch up all the time, like what we're doing, where we're heading. But think like in five years time, where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? So if you've got, like for you, it might have been you started stage for more and then you thought, but in some time in the future, I want to do a conference or sometime in the future, I want to have a podcast. Be making sure that that brand identity is, is versatile enough to add these extra elements into and so that it all flows together. Yeah, no, I think that's super important. And then the other thing too is that it feels like a haircut in a way. You know how you just got out of a relationship, you want to get a haircut. In a way, it's kind of refreshing the whole energy of the entire yeah. company. Yeah, it's that it's injecting that kind of excitement again. I'm working with a brand at the moment who you just could tell that that the love of the brand, they got really successful business, just wasn't there anymore. It just needed that re reinjection of, like you say, it's an energy thing. It kind of knowing where it's going, making sure it reflects you, that you're excited to go and do your social media posts or whatever because you love how it looks and you love what it says about you do you know that's what that's what we're going for yeah and also i have to say because i think our instagram used to look really just really hodgepodge there's things all over the place and then you gave us a instagram makeover and also i think it really helps too with the color palette that you have come up with in the brand guide i feel like maybe we yeah. should show a bit of this so people can see it so let me just Yay. pull up on our screen since we are on video why not oh now it's asking me to install my chrome extension oh it's the new tech it's new tech it worked last week when i was doing it so should we show the original brand concept first so people can see oh yeah go for it oh i haven't looked at these for a while i'm like ooh. so this the first lot we did were based a lot on some pinterest boards you'd done weren't they yeah, You've given me access to some Pinterest boards. Okay, perfect. So now we see the concept stage. So this is the first document you sent us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's different concepts. Ooh, yeah, I still like that one. That was my favorite. <laughs> I know. I, so, I also really like the second version with the four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that worked to say, that's kind of give, gave you a a graphical element to play with as well didn't it so yeah. you can see where we were going with this like in terms of the palette we ended up with 
and where we started like this is just a very much more muted tones isn't it so when I looked at your Pinterest board at that stage that was the kind of more muted really simple minimalist designs and then that was when you came to me and I just think I need colour you want colour I can give you colour yeah, I think that was the other thing too, because also it's funny because you look at my Pinterest and my Pinterest hasn't been updated for a while. And mm-hmm. so it was just really, I like these, but I feel like we need to do more, really punch it up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Now let me show our brand guide. Yeah, so this is our final, this is our brand guide. Yeah, I just went much more patterned. I wanted to add texture because... I mean, I adore with interiors. I've told you this. I wanted almost like you were revealing something with the logo, like you were just lifting up the edge of it and showing all this pattern and whatnot. This is your now your brand Bible, so to speak, where you can just go back and remind yourself or if you've got somebody, especially as your business grows and you're delegating stuff or you're outsourcing stuff, then you've got this to give to people so that they don't, again, take the brand too far away from where it's supposed to be yeah no I love how organized you are because it was very clear in terms of what we needed to do and also having this brand color guide I use it almost every day every time I'm updating website or updating social media graphic just to make sure that we're on track with our colors yeah, yeah. And really nice to be able to see different versions as well because I think one of the things people might not understand if they're looking at this video is that why is there so many different versions? Like there's a color version, but also there's like the simple color version. I think yeah. it's also people don't realize that when you actually need to print stuff, that's the only print promotional items, those yeah. kind of situations where it's really expensive to be able to print every single color in your logo versus yeah. you just have a two color logo that's like blue or white and or black and white kind yeah. of as yeah, much yeah. easier to print. Yeah, exactly. If you were having t-shirts done, like you say, or decals and that kind of thing, it's important to think about all the applications that your logo is going to go. And to just give that a little bit of flexibility for where something doesn't work so well or the colors don't work so well. And I also wanted to show our social media makeover, the concept you gave us, because I think that was also really important to see. I love getting my hands on someone's social so much fun yeah so I think that was a really it just really clear in terms of where things are yeah. going and I also yeah. like that it feels more curated as well it just feels overall more pulled together I think once you inject that color palette yeah I've interspersed it here with some of your stages photos or your award winners and that kind of thing I said this a while ago on my insta if when you go into your instagram account and look at your top nine tiles does it show people at a glance what you do and what you stand for you can see straight away that your interiors a bit of your story there's a bit of education there there's a bit of everything as your podcast it's just such a prettier feed I think and then I think that really helps yeah. as well yeah. yeah it definitely reflects you and your personality and your style so much more your feed is absolutely loaded with wonderful content but it wasn't reflecting you and it wasn't bright and it wasn't as engaging as I think it is now that we've injected these colors and everything through it. Yeah, so let's look at it before. <laughs> yeah, so this is our old feed. I mean, it's fine, but the thing is, it just feels very 
it's not as as pretty as it is now. I think where it's just more focused with more color palette. It just it looks more refined. I think that's yeah, what and just a bit more engaging. Yeah, I love it. You've been really creative with it. Yeah, we really try to really adhere to the brand guideline you've set in the mm -hmm. brand guide, and it's really trying, but it's not perfect as you can see. Even when we're updating videos now, we're trying to use that same coral color, the same yellow, the same pink that you have shown yeah. us in the brand guide. So that really yeah. helps us to push it through in terms of how we can run the Instagram as well. I mean, some of the things are not perfect. We're starting to have people to do Instagram takeover. So that's a little bit tricky because they have their own brand colors as well. Mm -hmm. But we do try using the frame that you have provided to just be as close yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And give you can give them the guidelines, can't you? And a bit of an overview of the brand. Yeah, it looks ace. It looks so nice and colorful. I know, it's yeah. from you. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. Well done. When you create your post, do you use in Canva? Or do I you use Illustrator? Canva. Canva makes it a bit much easier. And the thing is that we're still using the free version because our team is growing. And I just thought I wasn't sure. Our expenses are growing by a lot now because we just hire two new people. And mm -hmm. so I'm a little bit more hesitant in updating product suites. And mm -hmm. So right now we're just staying with a free plan for now, but I think next year we will move to the probes. But I also use Illustrator a lot still because I already have Illustrator subscription. That's the other thing. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got that. Yeah. So if you if if Canva was too restrictive for you, you could use the Illustrator. You could use Illustrator, couldn't you? But Canva is good. So all those colors in the brand guidelines and stuff with the probe. So you have to upgrade to Pro, but you can upload those colors into your palette and that kind of thing for anyone that is on that just so you can drop it straight in but I like that you've introduced some just block backgrounds posts with just a bit of text on your feed and whatnot they're really good really simple things to create and put out there and to educate people that are dropping onto your feed or whatever so yeah good work good work thank you well it's because you gave us a template because I I think that's the thing with templates too it's like I mean, I used to do graphic design in college. You know, I, I worked in the newspaper and I would lay, do the layout and stuff. But it's different than when you're designing graphics that, is, that needs to be attractive, you know? Even like with the Canva template, everybody uses Canva yeah. template. When you look at other people's feet, you can recognize immediately that is the template from Canva. And so it's also nice when you gave us this refresh where it was just kind of all in one package in a way. It's like we got our yeah. now, but also we have a, a really great template to really move mm -hmm. forward with. And mm -hmm. that was the other thing too is that I think it really helped for me to have a very clear idea in terms of what content we need to create and then to let yeah. you know. And then so then you can create the template accordingly. Because otherwise it's just, we had to keep coming back and say, hey, Louise, I actually need another template, another template, another template. But yeah. This way, it was really nice. You just gave us all the template and you mock it up. And so we see how we can lay out our grid. And so yeah. my husband just been trying our best to really follow the grid that you had set up. Because we want to yeah. just make it also a more curated look as well. I feel like the word is so overused with the millennials, but it is true though, because once you start curating your own look and feel and to, get, to make it look more focused and refined, it makes you look more expensive as well. Yeah, it makes you look more professional. And we're all in the business of design to 
some extent, aren't we? The, the visual. It's really important that your brand and whatever reflects that and that you are professional, that you can do a good job. You don't want somebody to drop onto your Insta feed and go, oh, no, like, yeah, I'm just not engaged with it because it's not giving across your style or whatever, or it doesn't look professional enough. And it doesn't have to be rocket science, like you say, with the Canva templates. It's just coming up with something and it's sticking to it. It's not feeling like you have to redesign every time that you put something on your social. I mean, that zaps so many hours in your day, doesn't it, when you're trying to create something new every time. That's why it's great to have this kind of basic templates that you just work from every time. I think that's was part of the problem before you had this rebrand is that you kept redesigning like the logos kept slightly changing and every time you did something new it was a new logo whereas actually it didn't need to be it needed to build on that that foundation brand yeah and that was something that I feel really important as well because we have all these kind of different uh, business venture with the podcast and with the Sagercon and then it still really needs to look like it's from us before this it really didn't, wasn't. It looked like they had a, all of them had their own identity in a way. And so yeah. this is a nice way to really just pull it all together to make sure that people know these are our sub-brands, but it's still our business venture kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah, you want to be, when you're doing the conference and whatever, you want it to have your name on it and all the hard work into it. You want people to know that it's you and that it's staged for more. Yeah. And so I think also there was a really interesting thing was that you didn't know what home staging was before. You're probably going to get clients whose industry you're not super familiar with all the time. Mm -hmm. How do you work with clients like us? I didn't even know what home staging was until I got your call. I think it's again, when I try to get to know someone, I always have to spend that time. I'll go on and I'll Google it and I'll look at your, so you gave me some competitors. So I go in and I delve around in your competitors site and I kind of build up a picture. I kind of have to learn. It's a learning process for me to learn about because it's not even common businesses, whoever, an estate agent, whatever, you still don't really know the workings of their business. So I think there's always a learning stage for me where I kind of go in and find out the kind of world that you're working in. And I think it's essential really to understand the business where the logo can go or what the industry needs as well where you sit in your industry what differentiates you you're the modern school for home staging do you know that's kind of part of your usp your aesthetic is really modern and contemporary and i love it i love delving into it and i love learning so I know because when we had our i think one of the first calls and then we sat down and you asked me all these questions about what the company is, who we are, and also what my vision was with the company as well. You were asking, okay, so who are your competitors? What are the colors you like? But tell me a little bit more about your business, where you think it's going. And I think all that stuff, it's actually very important. It's the same work we do really to understand our own clients as well. But I think it's yeah. a really good exercise, I think, for any business owners to go through because they probably didn't realize from the client side of things how do other people see our brand and are we telling people who we are through our image basically yeah 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 yeah. we're all so close to our businesses that it can be hard to see it from as an outsider i think one of the best exercises i always say is just imagine that your ideal client walks into the room and ask yourself who they are the job that you are going to adore working on. Who are they? 
what's their style, what are they after, analyze that person and know who that person is. Because although you're not going to always get that ideal client coming in the room, that's who you want to be talking to. Everybody on the periphery will come in as well, but you're, you're niching it to what you love. And that's where the joy comes from, doesn't it? When you get that project that is absolutely you through and through. Yeah, I think that is super important. And that's also why I feel like it was time for us to do a brand refresh, which is that we are growing. Also, I think 2020 has been a really interesting year. And I just need, well, I just want a whole new energy in a way, you know, I want to refresh yeah. it. I guess this is the silver lining of the lockdown. It's that I had a lot of time to really think about where I want to push the business. And I really yeah. decided I really want to focus on community building. I was talking to a student yesterday. There's a lot of BS in the industry, politics and stuff. And I don't want to deal with that, even though by dealing with it, I can probably sell more courses and all this stuff, but it's not who I am. I want to make impact in my community. I don't yeah. care about being recognized in the industry. It's not the whole point of me running a business. These accolades and stuff, they're just icing on the cake. That's great if we have them. If we don't, that's fine. Because for me, yeah. it's how am I serving my community? And I think that's one of the, the realization I really come with this year. It's I really want to focus on building our community. And so StagerCon really felt like I was feeling high every day running that event, even though I was like exhausted afterwards. Yeah. But it felt like the right thing for me to do. It's funny because I follow Natasha. Me and Natasha are kind of friends now because I'm also in her school because, you know, I'm also working as a photographer. And then she was like, oh, we're going through a brand refresh. You were in her Instagram feed. She posted eight other designer and stuff. And I look into every one of them. I think Louise is most closest to my vibe. And also, yeah. I already know Sarah because I met Sarah a few years ago. And Sarah is huge now. I think she has half a million people following her on her Instagram or something like uh, that. I think it's about 50K, I think it is. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, right? She's got a huge audience now. And then she also mentions you. And I was like, oh, I think it's fate. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natasha was a good one to work on as well. But yeah, and that, that vibe you said, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the brand. It's the vibe. And you said you look through all those designers and other people would have looked through that and discarded me and gone, no, 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 that's not my vibe, which is cool. That's great. But you're a great client for me and you found me because I told you everything you needed to know and you could kind of tell from the way that I communicate or the way everything looks we're on a level and that's brand isn't it that's kind of what we're talking about I also do think people do business with people that are like them you know because the communication is very clear you're also a very direct person and very open as well which I really love because I remember yeah. calling one of the designers Nakasha was looking at and it's funny because they kind of said we can schedule appointment for discovery call which is very standard I think with industry with yeah. creative industry and so she's like we can talk about how to improve your brand and it turned out to be more of a sales call like right off the bat she wasn't very prepared for the meeting she was late yeah. She never apologized for being late. And then she just come out really flustered. And then we straight right into it because the way they framed the call was more kind of the educational call where they will look at your yeah, brain yeah. and they will kind of discuss like, what are some of the things we can improve? But she went into straight like a sales call kind of thing, mm -hmm. which really turned me off. You know, it's like you think you're buying A, but you're getting B and it's just like a commercial in disguise kind of thing. And yeah. I really that 
And so right off the bat, I knew she was not the right designer for us because I just didn't really see fall in line with the way I run my business. And I think that's really important. And I think if you are thinking about getting a designer, do get that discovery call, do hop on with them, have a chat. I always say, I'll give you 15 minutes, it's often more, where we just look at where you're at. And it might be, I've had clients come on, I say, no, I don't actually think you need to do this. You're all right. Or, do you know, I think if there's a kind of a transparency there that I like, I always like to know what I'm going to get. I always like to know how much I'm going to pay. You speak to them, use them, use their heads a little bit, get a feel for them. You want to work well with this person. You want to get on. You're going to have to say to them, oh, no, I'm not really sure about that. Could you change this? You want to know that that's going to be responded to well, that kind of thing. So, yeah, find somebody you get on with for sure. Yeah, because you're a brand designer. So I'm sure you see a lot of people making mistakes with their brand. What would you say are some of the most common ones that you see? Well, one is to keep changing when you can tell that somebody just keeps changing who they are or keeps changing their logo because they feel like if they change their logo it's going to fix everything it's not the logo is just a teeny tiny part of it really so somebody that's kind of not consistent they keep changing they keep changing their color palette i also think with insta now there's a lot of feeds that are very structured and it does depend what business you're in i think you have to be careful not to become too structured and less human the kind of super organized grids that kind of thing there's nothing natural about it you've got to post a photo and then a text post or that kind of thing I think it's just being human and not being afraid to be human and show your personality and whatnot I think the main thing is I think a lot of times people don't really understand what a brand is they think Mm. it's a logo actually Mm. And like you said, they feel like having a new logo will fix things. But I think it's all the other things as well. That's just kind of the extension of the brand, yeah. the personality of the founder, maybe. If we look at Virgin Airline, for example, that is really an extension of Richard Branson, of how he feels what an airline should be, right? Yeah. So yeah. he really loves design. And so all the flight attendants have designer uh, uniforms a little cheeky as well. The way they even film those beginning, those flight videos about putting your mask on. It's, yes. it's very clever. They, a lot of times that's celebrities. And so if you look at somebody like Delta, British Airway, it's more serious. It's, you you know. can, yeah, you could, if somebody kind of gives you a brand name, you can reel off a load of words that you associate with that brand. There's some good ones. I don't know if you have Oatly, do you use Oatly, the milk? When you look at their packaging it's just full of personality it doesn't actually tell you that much about oat milk but it's just brilliant it makes you stand and it makes you read it and it makes you engage with them and actually I really like their product as well which is also very important that you don't just look good but you actually are good <laughs> I don't know if you've read that have you read that yes I recommend it actually in my mm. courses, Simon yeah why i think that's a really important book and actually that's how i run my business so when i used to do staging i also freelance in other fields as well and so i usually get a lot of price and negotiation in visual merchandising or design and so i always kind of go back to why do i want to work on this job because there's some really great opportunity but i had to cut my rate for so i was able to decorate san francisco cable car but it's really rare that it was something that the city controlled not every company could do it well i really want to do something different with my work and so i'm okay with just break even on a job and not making any money 
And then they're like, oh, okay, so we have this actual extra perk if you get this job. They didn't tell me until I got it. They're like, you get to decorate a cable car. And I was like, oh, cool. Amazing. I bet that was fun. But yeah, that's a good read. But also he does the video, doesn't he? He's got like the 20-minute TED Talk, if anyone Googles that. That's all about what we're talking about, really. It's communicating what you do, but also running a business that you absolutely love and you adore. That's what we're all going for, really. During our time together, you were basically asking for my why. Like, why do I do what I do now? And what do I love about it? And I think that was something that was very important. It was also a really good exercise for myself because mm -hmm. you don't really think about it. I think if you're in your own business, you're yeah. too close in a way. Yeah. And when someone asks you kind of in the interview setting or in the setting that we had, like a, an outsider looking at it, it was really actually a really good way to just say whatever that's maybe on your mind subconsciously. And then just like, yeah, yeah this is what yeah. I want. Yeah. And, and like I said before, thinking about the stuff that you really love doing and why you really love doing it. How you're changing that little thing that you're doing is having a positive impact on the world. It's all that stuff. You're allowing people to set up in their own businesses and do something that they love. And there's all that kind of mission behind it that's all based on your passions. And the community is a massive thing for you. Bringing people together, sharing knowledge, all that kind of thing. It's how you integrate that into your business and your branding and everything else. Yeah, I have to say Natasha really re-inspired really me. So people who are listening, Natasha Karanoa, she's an artist. She also teaches in the university and she runs her own community platform called Workshop Grow. And it's really encouraging artists to work on themselves, personal development, but also professional development. And she kind of frames herself as a disruptor in the industry, which she is because she's now starting a school that's basically alternative arts education that really talks about university programs, BA or MAs that are not really talking about. A lot of times the criticism with these kind of institutionalized education is that they focus really on kind of the checklist. These are the learning outcomes. These are the X, Y, Z the students have to do, but they don't actually focus on practical things that the students need to survive yeah after a BA or MA program. I just went to the MA here in London and they didn't talk anything about professional policy. They didn't talk about how do you budget for a shoe or anything like that. Yeah, like I went through crazy. a program for photojournalism. They didn't talk anything about being a photojournalist. We just talk about aesthetic. We talk about post-colonialism, all these things. Yeah. But we don't really talk about practical way how to survive as a photojournalist mm -hmm. today's yeah. landscape. And yeah. Natasha, focus on the opposite end you know she focused on not only developing yourself as an artist but also how do you survive in real world how do you get funding how do you get shows and all this stuff so yeah it's amazing she's amazing I love it I feel the same like when I came out of my graphic design degree it's the same thing it's those practical skills it's so essential but I didn't have them and it's taken a long time to learn them what Natasha's doing putting it into school yeah it's amazing she has an yeah. amazing brand yeah, she is. And then it's all community driven as well. One of the things I really learned from Natasha, this becomes a love fest about Natasha. I have to send her this video. Yeah. But what I really love about her school is that she really focused on the community building aspect. And she was really good. Like she not only networks a lot, but she also is really good at bringing people together. And that also for me, I really think that was like the silver lining of COVID. It's that we all are stuck in our house. And so everyone yeah. else is really like, 
I need to learn. I need to feel like re-inspire and refresh. And that was one of the yeah. things that really helped me through the lockdown, through COVID to kind of rejuvenate mm-hmm. my own business and see how I can really push the community forward. Definitely. And I think having that community when you're in business, I've found communities that I've engaged with. I mean, that's a massive part of it, like you say, especially at this time. But anyway, just this kind of community of people that you can talk to and learn from and share skills and community over competition type thing. We don't have to all be competing. There's plenty of work. Just engage, learn from each other. It's changed my business. Yeah, for sure as well. And then doing lives, doing these calls yeah. and all that stuff, it really helps actually to to kind of also get a better pulse on what the community needs. I think that's also really important. One of the things about that's amazing working with you is that I didn't really feel I know exactly what I want for my brand. Like I have an idea, but I didn't know what that looks like visually. Yeah. So how do you extract that really like how do you turn that into something tangible that people can see i see it's like my magic power i don't know i can just see where this can go and it's just there and it's this whole piecing everything together that i talk about that just starts to build pictures in my head yeah no you're really good at it i think also it's really tricky to communicate with clients as well i think Mm. from a creative professional the same thing in design because a lot of stagers also do design work that is more long-term. Yeah. The client may be like, I really want a modern look, but their idea of modern may be something completely different mm. than how we modern as well. Because even yeah. with the modern, there's the 50s, Matt Man kind of look. That is also yeah, yeah, yeah. super hot contemporary. People yes, think yeah, modern yeah. as well. They don't realize that in design term, we call it contemporary. The visual communication aspect made it a lot easier in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think in that sense, it's really important that on your Insta and everything else that you're putting across your style, because that's the hardest thing. I've really niched it down. And the people who are coming to me are coming to me because they like what I do. There was a time in my business where I just took everything. And those projects are really hard. I do corporate stuff. Now I say I don't do corporate. I just don't do corporate. But I never felt like I was doing such a good job because I wasn't loving what I was doing. It's really important to show people what you do so when they come to you they've got an idea of what they're going to get from you and it might be that they would be better off using another home stager but you want to do the stuff you love so that's cool but yeah definitely get people to do more mood boards or use mood boards like you probably do anyway so that people you can go okay is this the kind of modern that you're talking about that can be really helpful but our industries are quite aligned really aren't they i think this there's that you have to utilize your own creativity as well. I think if you ask a lot of stagers, they're probably just like, I don't know. I just know it in my head what it looks like, you know? It's mm-hmm. something while I'm doing staging or styling. I just have an idea. I don't know. This is how I am. Like, I just have a clear idea of what I want for that particular yeah. house. And a lot of times, maybe I can't verbalize it 100%, but I can at least refer back to my portfolio. I think that was yeah. the other thing that was really important that we didn't talk about so far is that, People really judge you based on your portfolio because yeah. it's a very clear way of who you are as a designer or as a stager, what the sense of style is. And what I really was, when I was looking at all these different designers, I was really drawn to yours because I really like that boldness of it. And I really like the colorfulness of it. And so I think also portfolio is a really important way for us to communicate mm-hmm. who we are as designer or as stager. 
because everything is really different you know ways of doing things right i mean there, there might be these designer who looks similar to you but it's not a hundred percent exactly who you are no 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 we're all different and the same with you and i have said, heard people say that they use their insta like a portfolio like their stories is more like their day-to-day a bit less structured and whatever but see your feed as your portfolio as well so that it's always kind of giving off your style and everything else i thought that's quite a good way to look at it yeah and do you feel that you're working more off your insert nowadays because i feel like i hired you because of your instagram i mean both sarah and natasha people i know recommended you or mentioned you in their stories as well and then so i was able to look at your instagram and right off the bat yeah i think this is the designer for us but i wasn't sure yet so i put one on your website but i think really more than anything it was really more of your instagram Yeah, I think it's really important to know and recognize where your business is coming from. So for me, that is my focus at the moment is Instagram, because I know that the people that I'm trying to appeal to are on Instagram. It's also very important that my website ties up with my Instagram and it's all cohesive. But people don't come across me as much by doing a Google search. And that's not my focus. I'm not SEOing my website up because I want people to come land on my website and come through that way it's at the moment it's an instagram and i think it's really important for anyone to recognize where their business is coming from if you're a local business people are more likely to find you through a google search then make sure that your website looks really really good you know it's identifying where your marketing channels are and focusing your efforts there but just making sure that the other stuff the other places you are are consistent with it I think that's a really good advice because I think Instagram nowadays, especially I think also for stagers as well, people are looking at your portfolio on Instagram. And a lot of stagers, I go on there, their bio is incomplete. I don't know where they're working from. Some of them don't have their website with their Instagram bio. I feel I need to teach a mini class on this because it's so Mm. important nowadays people are finding you. And Instagram is also in a way being indexed. Not the individual post, but your bio certainly is. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think that is would be such a useful thing to do because I think you've just got to know that. And and it's having the little things like make it really, really easy. If your Insta is your channel, make it really easy for someone to go through and book an appointment like there and then. It's those little things. I mean, you're into your tech, every bit of tech that comes up. It's like, oh, I'll try that out. I'll give that a go. Just do it. Allow people to book an appointment with you as soon as they stumble across your website and like it. Otherwise, they go off. People don't necessarily want to have to wait for an email. They want to have it in their diary. Is there's just little tricks, I think, that you can just, they're not tricks, but just little ways to make the, the customer journey really, really easy and to kind of utilize those marketing channels really well. Yeah, no, I agree. So we're coming up the end of the hour. So I just yeah. our last question. So what is your number one tip that you give to home stagers or other business owners about their brand, creating their brand identity? probably a bit of a summary of everything that's kind of gone before. It's really hard when you start out in business, I think, because I don't think you always know exactly what your style is. But I think it's just getting to know that's doing lots of research, lots of spending lots of time on creative websites or whatever, and starting to kind of know what you're really drawn to. And then allowing yourself to kind of niche it down. Don't be scared to niche down and talk to those people that you want to talk to. So many people that come to me with a brand and say, oh, but I'm talking to everybody. I mean, that's the typical thing, isn't it? But who do you want to appeal to? But I want to appeal to everybody. No, you don't. 
you might have a few ideal customers that you want to talk to. And I think that's the thing for me is don't feel like you've got blanket. I'm talking to the world. You're not. Know who you're talking to. Know your style and what you love and just build on that. Build the business around you and what you love. And that's what makes for a happy business as far as I'm concerned. No, I totally agree with that. But sometimes people email me and then about, oh, how do I find new clients? Because I'm new in the industry. I don't know anyone. Mm. And I would ask like, so who do you want to do business with? And they always tell me people who sell houses. I'm like, that could be anyone. That yeah. could be everyone and anyone. And so you really need to hone in on who your ideal is. Absolutely. It just gives you focus. Otherwise you just feel like you're trying stuff here, there and everywhere. And when you start to just get that focus on it, it makes, you can kind of find your path and you're not distracted all the time by lots of noise and whatnot. So that would be my biggest tip, I think. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for watching this in Facebook, in the replay and listening on the podcast later on. We're going to get the audio process. So the podcast will be published obviously a bit later, but (laughs) but thank you if you're tuning in or watching the replay because I do see Claire on the call. So thank you. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help and support the show, there are three ways to do so. You can leave a review and rating on iTunes. You can share the show on social media, or you can donate to support the maintaining costs for the podcast. You can make a donation through the show notes or on the sidebar of our site. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. This will help us grow the show and book more guests. If you have any questions, feedback, and suggestions, you can comment on the show notes. You can also find the show notes by going to stagemore.com slash podcast. That's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging.